Katie? It is the season of holiday spirit. I don't know about you, but there's like a ton of houses with lights. I'm just feeling like it's the holidays. We celebrate Christmas and you Mm -hmm. are part of the we because I know that you also celebrate. Weeks Um, celebrate Christmas. (laughs) Weeks celebrate Christmas. And with that comes a bunch of delicious, fattening, gorgeous food. That we like to call desserts. Do you like desserts? Oh, I'm I'm salivating. Ew. Oh gosh, no. Uh, no, I I've I freaking love desserts, man. It's my favorite, it's one of my favorite things about life is just like delicious food. I mean, for me and you, it makes up a huge part of the weeks of our lives <laughs> because we're just for dessert people (laughs) yeah we love sweets i I was born ready for this podcast and i was born with a pre predilection predilection predisposition predisposition towards desserts because mostly our mom yeah so how about (laughs) how about this episode we talk about desserts Well, the microphone doesn't like those tones of your voice. Desserts. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the one we use. Desserts. I did this beautiful opera singing voice. It got cut off because my microphone doesn't like opera. Doesn't like opera. Doesn't like so, Kyle. Doesn't like opera. Um, I also just had a ginormous beer before this episode. Hey. And I have <laughs> one now. So we're about to get really jolly up in here. Woo. <laughs> Can I say say a small anecdote? Sure. I don't know why I needed to ask. It's it's half of my podcast. Anyways, um, so I, I went for a walk today. There's super crazy winds. It's like 50 mile an hour gusts. And there's still people with Christmas decorations up, like those inflatable ones. And they're just like, mm. wah, wah, they're like wah, just holding on, mm-hmm. flying around. I saw a snowman today that was doing a backbend. <laughs> oh, it's gymnastics snowman. That's so cool. You know, snowmen don't have bones, so they're very flexible. Yeah, yeah. It was still lit up and everything. It was just like, where? So um, I also have a few things to say before we dig deep into this. And there's a couple updates that have to do with food and eating and drinking. Um, One is a good thing. One is a bad thing. And if you're me, I always like to hear the bad news first. So I will tell you, um, on our coffee episode, we talked about my Keurig for alcohol. Drinkworks. Mm-hmm. Sadly, as of yesterday, they have decided to be no more. They are no longer going to be continuing to make these drink machines or fix them. So they are saying peace out. And uh, I'm very upset about it. It's really sad. But I'm going to try to stock I'll pour up. Out, <laughs> I'll pour out a drink in remembrance, but not one from that brand. Yeah. Because I don't want to waste it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to stock up on on these pods before uh, before they completely sell out and they just don't make any more. So 
there's a small chance that a market will form because if they are going out of business, they don't have the power to to fight copycat pods. Mm. So there might be like a market for for makeshift copycat pods or whatever. Well, our our aunt actually sent me a link to another drink machine that's essentially the same thing, except for it doesn't have alcohol already included. So you can buy it in more mass production, like more. Um, it's more readily available to buy because it doesn't have alcohol already in it, which kind of complicates things with buying it. You know, you can only buy at liquor stores and only ship to certain places and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's weird laws about buying liquor in different States too. Yeah. Like there's some, some you can't buy on, on a Sunday or whatever. Uh, we don't weird. have um, alcohol in grocery stores here where I am in New Jersey, New York. They do. They have pharmacies and grocery stores and stuff. So, so yeah, that's the sad news. The good news is one time we talked about chocolate pizza. Ooh. Remember that? I don't, but I I believe you. Maybe we did. I talked about chocolate pizza, but we've. I thought we did at one point, and okay. I just got a chocolate pizza this week, so that, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Actually, I already finished it, so it's already gone. Oh, but. <laughs> okay. Did you enjoy it? I did. It was delicious. I love chocolate pizza. It's so good. Yeah. Pizza shaped food is just, it's just great. Chocolate pizza company is actually based in New York. So good. We don't get paid to say that they're good. They're so good. I love it. I get one every year because of our, our company, our small business that we have. So um, I love it. I've given it as gifts before. So delicious. I've gotten it as a gift before and it was a good gift. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, you're you're welcome. It was me. I I gave it to him. Um <laughs> so anyway, on to desserts because that's what we're here to talk about today. Now that uh, we're done with the main course of yeah. the podcast. Exactly. And I think you have a little bit of history for us. Yeah. That I think involves that. But I wanted to give my train of thought. Originally, I was thinking chicka 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 choo choo. I have a lot of trains of thoughts in my head, a lot of tracks going on. So this was one mm. of them that kind of train changed course. Um, my train of thought was originally baking because uh, holidays are a very big, broad topic. Obviously, there's a lot involved with it. And I was like, how do we kind of narrow this down so we're not talking for multiple hours and then really tired by the end? And one of the traditions in our family and in several families and cultures is baking together making desserts and deliciousness. But then I looked up baking and realized that also is like bread, anything in an oven and, or on hot stones. But like, I wanted to talk. Yeah. I wanted to talk about more like desserts. Sorry. Have you heard a cat behind me? It's a, I don't know if there's a cat locked out of the room right now. You can't tell because I'm, I'm, I have all brownies behind me. <laughs> yeah, we we go crazy with our Zoom backgrounds. I've got a some kind of peanut butter pie. Katie's just got a wall of brownies. <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah. Um, and a lot of so I wanted to do baking, but then I realized that a lot of the desserts, specifically that me and you eat, are not actually baked. They're made either stovetop or microwaved or whatever. So it kind of was a wide ranging of like wide range of just desserts because we grew up with just desserts. Just desserts. That's probably a store somewhere. Uh, do you want a small factoid? 
Sure. Just desserts doesn't refer to desserts. It refers to things deserved. And it's spelled like desert, which I am surprised we haven't had a desert joke yet. Actually, me too. I was totally expecting to by this point. Yeah. So I <laughs> I remember how to spell desserts because a teacher once told me, which is recently, just recently, someone who is a teacher told me that dessert has two S's because you want more of it. So there's two nice. S's or desert is one S. Very confusing, though, until I learned that little fun <laughs> fact of how, Here's how to not remember it. Does deserts have snakes? So there's more S sounds. So there's less S's in desert. That's confusing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's how you don't remember it. That's how you confuse yourself. Yeah, that uh, don't just erase your mind from what Kyle <laughs> just said. Just don't remember that because that's confusing. So I pretty much I think I covered it, but desserts, that's what we grew up with. So um, how about you tell us a little bit about desserts, Kyle? Yeah, I'm excited to talk about the specific desserts that we've grown up with and stuff. But first, let's uh, let's get into some history here. So it is not connected to the word desert, even though they're pronounced similar and spelled similar. They are not connected because the English language is stupid. So Mm. I don't like I don't like. There's a lot of things in English I don't I would, like. At the same time, though, I would say I couldn't come up with this language. So that's true. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's only so much you can criticize if you haven't made your own language, I guess. So so what is J.R.R. Tolkien's opinion on English, for example? I would take his word if mm. he didn't like it. He might like it, though. He likes languages. So does dessert desert? Ah, desert comes from a Latin word meaning an abandoned place. Desertum. I can't speak Latin, so I probably pronounced that wrong. But dessert came from a French word, desservir. Desservir. Meaning to clear. It means desservir means to clean the table. Desservir. And des being a prefix to undo and servir. Severe, <laughs> um, meaning to serve. So it's unserve. So you you get your your multiple course meals before they just had all the food on the table. They're like, have at it. But now they they had like your first course, your second course, your third course, fourth course, your fifth course, your sixth course, your seventh course, your eighth course, your seventh course, whatever. Oh how God. many courses there are, and then so you go to eighth and then back to seventh, seventh course, yeah, and then you. <laughs> You do third course again because everyone oh loves third course. Yeah, third course was delicious. And then you do the thing where you pull the tablecloth off with all the dishes mm. and you and then you put sweet foods there. And that's oh. dessert. Desert. Uh French French culture has a lot of stuff, a lot of really cool stuff with food. And um you probably noticed me and Katie both likes pronouncing dersevir because we both took Sorry French. for the weird pronunciation on my end. I'm probably mispronouncing it too. I just like, I love the flemmy R noise. It's so fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's usually a sweeter course that concludes a meal. So when I'm feeling like I want a, a dessert, I'm like, I can't just eat food like ice cream. I need to eat a meal first and then have it. So I'll just throw a peanut in my mouth or something. 
and that'll be my meal with single course meal with one peanut and then oh. i'll have dessert after like a whole pie yeah yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> um there's the but yeah there's a difference between snacks and candy and dessert apparently dessert is the last thing and it started out with dried fruit and honey was for sweeteners used throughout most of the world but then sugarcane started coming in mm. started sugarcane started taking over and being used more and more and india was the 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 origin of that for a lot of other places because they started sugarcane plantations in like 500 bc Mm. So they were they were way ahead of the game, but they didn't get it to crystalline form, which was easier to transport until 500 A.D. Oh, my goodness. That's a long time. Yeah. And B.C. is not before COVID. It is something I don't know. It's Latin. I, I would think. say pre-COVID. So it's always P.C. for me. P.C. <laughs> what are we D.C. right now? When what day is what's D.C. DC? During COVID? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're DC then right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Hopefully when you're watching this, it's AC. Uh, I don't expect that anytime soon, <laughs> but we'll when see. When you're watching this 10 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so for a while, China, Middle East and India and other places near there, uh, we're cooking with sugar and for they have been for thousands of years. So they have a lot of time on us as uh, other people, I guess, like Europe and stuff. And eventually, unfortunate circumstances with colonization and crusades. But the positive being cultures did spread, which I think is a positive. I love culture. Culture is great. We need more cultures. So for in the 1200s or later, the Europe was introduced to sugar. And apparently the first apple pie recipe was published in 1381. Interesting. Huh. Mm -hmm. Now that they had sugar, they were like thinking, exploring the possibilities. They're like, apples are pretty good. Let's make it worse for you and just <laughs> this delicious sugary apple treat. Yeah. I don't know if they had nutritionists back then, mm. but cacao. cacao, cacao, cacao was, uh, was a plant from which chocolate is made. And that was this rediscovered. I don't know exactly what this means. I got a lot of my information from Wikipedia and some of it from thoughtco.com, a history of candy and desserts. Hmm. Um, cacao was rediscovered in 1519. I assume that means that the natives obviously first discovered it. And then the Spanish explorers found it in Mexico and kind of popularized it. And that's where a lot of things like brownies come from. It's cacao. Oh. Nice. I yeah. like cacao. In Middle Ages, I don't know when the Middle Ages were. Do you know when the Middle Ages were? The middle of the ages. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Middle-aged. So like 40 with a balding and having a convertible. Or is that like 50? Well, you have to remember that um, the Middle Ages have changed throughout time because people have lived longer now. So <laughs> <laughs> Middle-aged children in the Middle Ages were like eight because they only uh, lived to be like 16 20. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so whenever the middle ages were people used rich people used sugar and spices as a as a stomach medicine a combination of spices and sugar so somebody was like hmm. oh my poor stomach hurts i need spicy sugar um i have a little bit of information here because i have a really good 
technology device in front of me. So the Middle Ages are from the 5th to the late 15th centuries. So they spanned about roughly a thousand years and they ended between 1400 and 1450. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that was before cacao. Cacao. Those poor Middle Ages never had cacao. Oh, they don't know what they were even missing, but maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, So Alicia, my fiance, always loves to bring up the point that even the most extravagant of kings from a thousand years ago that had everything at their disposal will never be able to comprehend the sheer flavor explosion that is something as simple as a Dorito. Yeah. They would lose their minds if they had a single Dorito. That is true. All right. I've I've got a, a few more things. By the way, Kyle said... Oh, I'll lightly research this one. <laughs> I, I won't Wikipedia look was... too much into it. I'm just going to skim across the top there. And he's I'm got sorry. all of these facts, some of which I wrote down in my notes, but even more than I even wrote down. Yes. Uh, okay. So then cupcakes were first documented in 1828. Wow. That's actually a lot later than I, I would think it would be. Yeah, cupcakes is like the best type of cup food. I like cup of moose. Never mind. I don't <laughs> think this was called cup of noodles. Cup of noodles Ooh, is pretty tasty. Cup noodles is a contender. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then industrial revolution caused a lot of things to be more accessible, including desserts and other food. So people started around the 1920s. People started getting more more access to desserts. <laughs> And 1920s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that doesn't seem like that long ago. I guess it was like 100 years ago or so. But like, yeah, there were probably like desserts available, just like baked goods and stuff. But that's when things started getting mass produced. So then there was a lot of examples of desserts from other countries, but I got too hungry, so I couldn't read it. Uh, And the last couple of things I wanted to mention is modern desserts are actually content on there's a there's a video hosting uh, social media platform called TikTok, which hosts small videos. It's kind of like a a sequel to Vine. There's a, probably more content that that I don't know about. I don't go on TikTok that often. But a couple of notable things is there's a chocolatier named Amari Guichon. I don't know how to pronounce that, but he is a chocolatier, and it's like, look, here's a lamb and a baby Jesus. And a bale of hay. But wait, they're all chocolate. <gasps> you walk into a fancy hall. There's a chandelier. It's a chocolate. whole set of instruments. Oh. And they're all chocolate. Oh, boy. This is like this is like my nightmare, but also my dream. Like <laughs> everything. I, I could eat everything there, but then I would have nothing. And mm-hmm. I'd probably have a stomach ache. Like. <laughs> it's it's just uh, yeah that's interesting okay yeah. but yeah he's a sculpture guy basically he he makes really fancy things that aren't chocolate into chocolate I couldn't so, do yeah. that I would eat all the chocolate before it got sculpted into anything oh yeah I don't know how he does it yeah but he also has a show on Netflix I think oh. I don't know what it's called huh. oh, uh, good research like a... <laughs> fair enough um <laughs> But yeah, it's very reminiscent of Willy Wonka. It's crazy. There's also TikToks from candy stores, such as Logan's Candies. 
that are super satisfying. They like have the taffy or the hard candy and they, they like mix it up oh. and it's, it's so, so cool looking and you just want to lick it. It's like but, ASMR um, for your eyes. You just can't stop <laughs> watching. It's like, oh. yeah. And they do a thing called pillow drops where they get a long line of hard candy and then they, they like score it with a device and then they drop it and it all shatters into a bunch of pieces. Oh. Really cool looking. That's all I had. Well, I have a couple things that you didn't talk about yet. Um, the term dessert, you already said where that came from. French, but it's known as dessert in In places Mm -hmm. like Australia. It's known as dessert in places like Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, and the U S but then there's a lot of synonyms that are dessert in other places, which is called either a pudding sweet or afters in the United Kingdom or other other places like that. I also wanted to kind of see what the top 10 desserts for Christmas were because we celebrate Christmas, like I said. And there's a lot of opinions out there in the internet of what top 10 (laughs) desserts are. So I chose one random one that I'm like, here's a top 10. That's easy enough. So I chose the Spoon University, the 10 holiday desserts ranked article and i'll just go from number 10 spoon university (laughs) (laughs) yes i like that spoon university obviously they know what they're talking about because they deal with utensils and Mm -hmm. utensils are what you use to eat food with so Mm -hmm. i got a i got a mixed education at uh i got my my bachelor's at spoon and i got my my master's degree at at fork so i have a spork degree Sporks are, by the way, they should just, they should be more popular than they are. They're very beneficial. But anyway, (laughs) Spoon University, top 10. Number 10, fruitcake. I think that is the dessert that you hear about a lot and you see it in old Christmas movies and stuff. I don't think I ever have personally eaten a fruitcake myself. Yeah, we we used to play this this game. It was like white elephant, but we called it pirate bingo. And so it was just we would get the worst possible gifts. And there was <laughs> for years, it was the same exact fruitcake would just make its way into the game and, and be like, whoever won it last year just brought it back and was like, I don't want this. So somebody else take it. I have a good fruitcake story. Um, so back in high school, a long time ago, I had a teacher that had gotten a fruitcake for a present that was kind of like in a, um, one of those plastic cake holders, you know, like that had a dome that you could see the cake in it and stuff. He kept this fruitcake, never opened it up, taped it sealed shut, and then had bugs that lived there. Like he pretended to be the god of these little worms that lived in this environment like he created a whole atmosphere of this fruitcake plastic cake container thing Uh. but he kept it and he's like he, he knew about the generations that had lived there like this just wasn't one wormy bug generation this was multiple <laughs> and he was their god and he kept it in his classroom <laughs> and so this is my impression of fruitcake is that it has bugs in it so i don't know it's, 
It's not for me. I don't think I will ever eat any, but it was very popular, apparently. I think they might have been already in there. Yeah. Oh, no. That's not a good sign. Not a good sign. Number nine, sugar cookie. Okay. Mom used to make a shit ton of sugar cookies. Whoops. Okay. This is going to be an explicit episode now because I just said the word (laughs) shit. But she used to make a lot of them and um, sell some. Do you remember those? Yeah. I actually talked to mom before this about that a little bit. Uh, She did not enjoy making cookies for that but she said it was it was it was a lot it was too much Mm. but she did like the money that she got for it or whatever i've had good sugar cookies and i've had bad sugar cookies uh moms were good yeah a lot of sugar cookies i have that are are just like too hard or like not so good there there's yeah good and bad it is sugar is not a very defining flavor so i feel like a a lot of it depends on what other things you add to it like what other spices like if you add vanilla or anise or something else it makes a huge difference and then the texture is also very important because it's it's a very simple cookie yeah mom would always add way too much frosting which was perfect i'm not a huge frosting fan (gasps) whenever i get a piece of cake with a ton of frosting i'm like ah too bad mom's not here And I like I eat the cake and I kind of push the frosting off to the side. Unless it's chocolate, (laughs) unless it's chocolate, then I'm good. But anything else? Remember, we had a chocolate, no, not a chocolate. We had a cookie cake. And I was like, this cookie cake is fantastic, except for the frosting. And mom was like, I was just thinking, this cookie cake is fantastic, (laughs) except for the cookie. So we were like, holy crap. (laughs) I'll give you the frosting. I'll eat the cookie. It works out. It works out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she did something like poison the frosting or some make it really gross when we were little. So that we're like, oh, we don't like frosting. We'll give it to mom. And then she I gets like all frosting, frosting, but it's it's a little, it's a little much sometimes. Very sweet, very sugary. Number eight, gingerbread. Okay. Yeah. I've that's made, popular. I've made gingerbread like um ornaments before that you just you don't eat them. You make them, they smell like gingerbread. Gingerbread smells very good to me. I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of ginger. And there's spices in there like that remind me of pumpkin. I can't remember what they are called, but uh, they're okay in small doses, but I get sick of it. Mm. But they're really cool. You can get so creative with them. Yeah. Number seven is pudding. I think this is a very English thing. I think um, England's known for the puddings for desserts and stuff like that. For me, pudding is those little snack packs. <laughs> I don't right. have a lot of. A I, lot of I used to make honestly. instant pudding, or like some. It'd be like the pudding that you make. So you mix it all and heat it up and stuff. Put it on the stove, and it gets like a skin of chocolate on top. Do you know what I'm mm. talking about? Like, yeah, it's warm pudding, and then it has that skin of chocolate that like hardens on top. That was really good. That um, mm-hmm. it's probably really cheap and not so great for you but i i remember that as pudding it was good mm-hmm. you just take the skin off put it over your face <laughs> oh, you know? no. <laughs> use it as a f- oh no 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 <laughs> uh so then number six yule log cake yule log cake do you know what those are what? so I'll i log i am part of a family now that loves these 
And I think it's because it's an English thing again. Um, they're they're English. They're from part of their family is from England. And these are basically <laughs> the best way to describe it is like giant ho-hos. Oh. Like, they're like rolled up, you know, desserts. Um, also known as bouche de Noël, I guess. Um, this from my research. Um, yeah, they're just giant, basically ho-hos. Um, a lot of times we have them as pumpkin pumpkin flavored, or um, like they could be chocolate. There's a bunch of different ones that you can make, but they're just basically rolled up into this deliciousness. That sounds so much better. Uh, when I hear Yulog, I think of. 10 hour YouTube videos uh, <laughs> with a little, little fireplace. And usually there's a cat or a dog or something that occasionally comes, uh, you know, leaves or comes back and there's they, Christmas music. They sometimes. change the wood sometimes like you'll yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, so the next couple, I'll probably go through a little bit fast because I don't think we have a ton of experience on it, but number five is chocolate truffles. The only experience I have with chocolate truffles is when I actually worked at a chocolate store and we sold truffles and I got 50% discount. So I would get everyone truffles all the time. I always get them confused with the mushrooms. No, not truffle mushrooms, chocolate truffles, like the little circles. Those are good. Yeah. Cheesecake is number four. Okay. I'm a cheesecake I'm not a fan. fan of cheesecake. Oh, whoa. A house divided. A divided section here. Oh my God. I like we have cheesecake. To stop this podcast. No, I'm joking. Because, um, of, because of our differences in cheesecake. Yes. No oh boy. No, All I right. don't have strong feelings. It's just not that it's not my favorite. I like it. I've never made it. I don't know how to make it. I could probably learn how to make it, but it's not something I have often. The most recent time that I ate cheesecake was a pumpkin cheesecake um, during fall, and it was delicious. I didn't make it though. It was very little small cheesecake that it came with something that I bought. So it was delicious though. My favorite thing about cheesecake is a Twitter thread from somebody who is an architecture student who went to a cheesecake factory and was just analyzing the crap out of it. And it's hilarious. And he's like, there's like Egyptian things here. There's like Roman arches. Nothing makes sense. It's so over the top and it's just, they just combined so many weird ideas. It's a really good Twitter thread. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Let me tell you number three is peppermint bark. Have you had that? Probably not. I'm not a huge mint fan. It's another thing that I know because of my time at the chocolate store. Like we would make this every holiday season, peppermint bark. Very good. Number two and number one, they are both pies. Kyle, can you guess what kind of pies they are? Pumpkin pie? No, that's Thanksgiving, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No. Pecan? Yep, that's Apple? number one. Apple's ah, number two. You got uh, it. Yeah. All right. So apparently pies are good for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Who knew? We don't mm-hmm. have pie that's- during Christmas usually, but weird because we always up. have like five pies during thanksgiving oh we had eight this time and we had a small thanksgiving because <laughs> of um because of covid so we had eight this time yep yeah we had a lot of pies anyway <laughs> thanks for fi- finding that list from spoon university or whatever Spoon university yep 
Uh, <laughs> it's the most comprehensive. There's a lot of like top 50 desserts and I just did not have the patience for that. I'm just like, whatever. And I know that there's different desserts for different cultures. And I tried to look into that, but then I got busy. So <laughs> I got hungry when I did that. So. Oh, that as well. Like, you know, there's the baklava and I, that's all I can think of at the moment, but um, <laughs> here, Masu. Yep. So what about the weeks of our lives? What, if, what kind yeah. of desserts do you remember growing up? Well, let's start with this. Cause I, I just had dinner and I just had Cokes and grams for dinner. Oh <laughs> my preparation. God. You just had that for dinner. Really? Yes. Did so you have it in a, honor of this episode? Kinda. Yeah. I had dark chocolate hot cocoa made with vanilla soy milk because I'm very slightly lactose intolerant. So I can't use regular milk uh, and you can't use water. That's just blasphemy. And then you get graham crackers, spread peanut butter on them. I always do way too much. Think like half an inch layer between two graham crackers. Maybe not half an inch. That's a bit ridiculous. That's, but, you that's know. a little bit much, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I love peanut butter. I love peanut butter so much. So then you uh, you put two of those together and then just dip it into the hot chocolate. In this case, it's hot, it's dark chocolate, hot chocolate. It's so good. Uh, and then you it melts it a little bit. There's a little bit of melted peanut butter. The graham cracker isn't as, as, as chewy. It's not as crunchy. It's a little more chewy. It like melts in your mouth. So good. Cokes and grams of the 21st century. <laughs> I forgot about that. You forgot about that. That's how it was presented to us every time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So our ba- dad loved it. Yeah. Basically, you can, you can. this is a meal from our dad's family. I don't know. Hi, Aunt Diane. I don't know if this is something you guys actually did or not, but dad was like very much. This is my dad came up with this or someone in the family did. So we, for meals, used to eat this sometimes, and it's not really a meal, <laughs> nope. but it's so tasty, and it just, like, it melts it all, and just, mm-hmm. it's very delicious. Our dad always used to do the um, the uh, chunky peanut butter, the, yeah, that's what it's called, right? Chunky? Chunky or crunchy, yeah. Crunchy, crunchy peanut butter. Where and the but we would get the smooth peanut butter. Me and you would because we were younger and we might have choked on the peanuts. Who knows? But um, <laughs> but yeah, we used to eat this all the time. And well, when, when Dad was making it for us, he'd always be like Cokes and Grams of the 21st century. But when he was younger, it would be Cokes and Grams of the 20th century. <laughs> yeah, they they got the update. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a huge one for us for sure. Yeah, it's a huge influence. In addition to Cokes and Grams, there's also Yucky Cookies. Yucky Cookies. Mm. Do you remember Mm -hmm. Yucky Cookies? They were delicious, by the way. They were also called Yucky Cookies from our father so that in theory, if they were called Yucky Cookies, nobody else would want them so he could eat all of them. Mm-hmm. But we knew what yucky cookies were, and we still call them yucky cookies to this day. Oh, really? I what do. If, what if they're called no bake cookies or something? No bake cookies. Yeah, they're mm. just basically no bake cookies with uh, chocolate and peanut butter and oatmeal. Essentially, is what they are. They look yeah, like but... flops of 
little oatmeal plops, but <laughs> chocolatey oatmeal plops. <laughs> they don't look appetizing. They're delicious though. And that's kind of like one of the desserts that we grew up on. Mm-hmm. Dad would take a bite and be like, ew, ugh, this is oh, awful. It's so yucky. And then just keep eating all of it. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I don't know why the one thing that sticks out in my mind is you would do it on wax paper. Yeah. And it would stick to the table. Mm-hmm. And you hit when it cooled down a little, you could pull up the wax paper and they would pop off. It was really satisfying. That is true. Yeah. And then leave little cookie marks on the table that you had to clean <laughs> up afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, I love peanut butter. So I'll I'll eat anything with peanut butter. A lot of that comes from our mom too. What is it? What did I call call it earlier? Predilection, predisposition, predisposition, predisposition towards chocolate and peanut butter. Our mom loved baking when we were growing up. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Not healthy, but it was so good. (laughs) Uh, I talked to her before uh the podcast actually she just she just took up baking because she just found it really relaxing and it was really nice to to be appreciated for for making good food she was good at it too she she probably could be really good at cooking but she said she always found seafood and just cooking meat and stuff a little bit off-putting so she made pudding instead and brownie and fudge she had her famous fudge and then she eventually even got into baking for um, cookies for for Christmas giveaways and things like cookie exchange or selling cookies for Christmas. But that was a bit much. But she she did tell me in an alternate world where things are slightly different. She could have seen herself becoming a baker. Wow. She's very dramatic. Yes. <laughs> she's always talking about alternate dimensions. and Yeah. And how some of them are lost and not worth saving and others are are, are treasures. Well, it, it's true. And I, I think that I also have a passion for baking because of growing up um, with mom baking all the time. I like baking a lot more than cooking just because I appreciate the outcome more as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. My big expertise is brownies, which is why I have brownies behind me. But by expertise, I mean, it is. I mean, I could probably be on that show, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Because mm, what I'm good at is already made for me. I just mix stuff together and then mix in a couple extra special ingredients. By a couple, I mean one extra special ingredient into the brownies. And it's not even drugs. It's not drugs. Um, it's something <laughs> <laughs> Because I realized that kind of sounded like it could be, but it's not. It's it's another food item that I add to my brownies and people love it and it's good. But I also am very particular about the brownie mix that I get and everything. I've never made brownies from scratch. So I'm not really an expert at brownies. I just have this one particular brand that I love. Jura Deli is awesome. And I make them with a little bit of extra of something that I won't say because I don't want to give it away, but a lot of people know what it is already. The secret ingredient is love. It's love. It's love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since we're going there, it's love. But um, yeah, that is like what I bring to every party I go to that you have to bring something. And uh, <laughs> what I like to bring, because people are always like, oh, this, these are so good. Soft, chewy, excellent. 
Fantastic. These brownies changed my life. Who made these brownies? They just <laughs> melted my mess. That's cool. I'm about to go to a party and make brownies and I'll probably add love to them as well. Yeah. Uh, just for, make sure for... that nobody's allergic to love. Yeah. <laughs> it's fish, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You got to make sure they don't have that fish intolerance or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I was going to ask you, what's the fanciest dessert you've ever eaten? And eaten. spoilers, the, the fanciest dessert I've ever eaten is a baked Alaska. And wow. I'm, unless I'm misremembering, I believe it was on fire when they when they brought it out <laughs> or they lit it on fire or something. Um, I don't know about the fanciest dessert I've ever eaten. I bought I've eaten a lot of fancy things that I probably can't even tell you what they were. Yeah, probably. There's a lot of weird, weird plated desserts that are like like a little piece of like green, a little piece of like brown, then like a little piece of white. And then there's like lines of, of various like shades of brown or white or black across. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really, I've had so many fancy things before and this isn't saying like, Oh, I'm so hoity toity. I've just, <laughs> the thing is I don't remember what they are because I don't know what they are. Usually when I'm eating mm-hmm. them, <laughs> if they have mm-hmm. chocolate in it, I'm sold. That's it. Katie loves chocolate. So you've had too many fancy desserts to count. Uh, what's a dessert you've always wanted to try then? Oh, geez. If I've, a dessert I've always wanted, baked Alaskan. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Baked Alaska. Or is it Alaskan or Alaska? I don't know. Baked Alaska. I think it's Alaska. Think. Alaska. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is the one that I'm going to choose for this, this question. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. How about you? I want to say souffle just because I know it's, it's hoity toity. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually know anything else about it. It's like hard to cook because it deflates or something. But I've had a creme brulee at mm-hmm. a at a buffet, and it was not like legit creme brulee at all. But it was very good, and I would love to try a legit creme brulee. That was me just some... kissing my fingertips off into the air. Yeah, because <laughs> it's very so good for a lot of foods. There's like. The the version that came from culture and necessity and stuff, and it's like with homemade bread or with you know high quality local ingredients or whatever. And then there's like a mass produced version, and they're usually different enough that I think you can actually like both just differently. But there's going to be people who are like, oh, you have to have the original, or people who are like, I prefer it the the fast food way. That's just an interesting thought about <laughs> accessibility of foods. They're not yeah. always re- realistically recreated, but we get to try interesting new things. So that's cool. Speaking of which, do you know how many times I've tried to make, how many times I've tried to make apple crumble? I know of <laughs> one case where you did, or was it Kate, the other Katie? Probably me, because my name is Katie. Okay. <laughs> and I've tried it several times. Okay. I have how many basically, times? I don't know, probably like five. It's not that dramatic. I've tried to make apple crumble though using different recipes and usually it's a disaster. So if anyone has like a good apple crumble recipe, An easy there, apple crumble recipe, easy and delicious, let me know. Cause usually it's like too dry and just crumbly all over the world. Like <laughs> it should be crumbly a little bit, but this is just like, no, like it's, it just refuses to be anything other than crumbles. <laughs> You're just eating sand. Basically. 
I, I made one that was okay at one point. One time I ran out of cinnamon and thought nutmeg was basically the same thing as cinnamon. That was a mistake. Nutmeg. That's the spice that I don't particularly like <laughs> in gingerbread or pumpkin stuff. It's not cinnamon. <laughs> I can nope. tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Nope. You go to a restaurant, right? A fancy restaurant. And you're you're like, I'm at a fancy restaurant and I'm going to eat some fancy food <laughs> or whatever, even just a normal restaurant. Do you have a go-to dessert that you're like, I always, I always get that. It's fantastic every time. Your accent changed a lot. I, I'm sorry, Kyle, but a lot of my answers are no to this okay. this question. Um, only because every fancy restaurant I've been to has a completely different dessert menu. So it's hard to choose like one dessert that I always get because it's usually completely different. That being said, okay. I will say that um, it's basically like a chocolate cake with uh, chocolate inside next to ice cream that explodes. What is that called? Oh, boy. Chocolate, chocolate brownie explosion. I don't know. It's like a volcano, essentially. Like it's a chocolate mountain that has a volcano of chocolate <laughs> inside of it that Whoa. has like vanilla ice cream on the outside and it's just L- lava chocolate yes, lava cake. oh my god i could say that it's a brownie but i couldn't think of the word lava cake yes mm-hmm. lava cakes they are amazing but i have to share it with someone because otherwise i get a little tummy ache if i eat it oh, by yeah. myself by myself there's multiples of me <laughs> Yes, the Katie uh, and the Katie will have the lava. <laughs> I am a Gemini. Um, so yeah, if I eat <laughs> alone, I usually get a little stomach ache, but they are so good. Like just that warm chocolate with the other chocolate and the vanilla, like it's just very good. Molten chocolate under the ground is called magma, chocolate magma. Mm-hmm. Then when it erupts, it's chocolate lava. And then when it like freezes into a shape, it's chocolate glass i guess oh i don't know all right um i'd say my go-to is usually a brownie and ice cream is like a classic one and at restaurants i just love the uh, the fire and ice combination very much like Uh, my answer yeah and uh yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah fried ice cream is also good yeah similar reasons actually but i'm usually way too full to get dessert like I would love to just have like in the U.S. Uh, we get way too big of portions usually, uh, so you you probably eat a quarter of your meal and then have dessert and that would be fine. But it's so hard to eat just a quarter of your meal. That's ridiculous. All right, now that we're actually done with the main course of our of our <laughs> podcast, we can get to the dessert of our podcast, which is us saying <laughs> our final thoughts, I guess, about desserts. Which my final thoughts are usually very brief, which are, I love dessert. It's so good. And it's especially good on the holidays. Give yourself a little wiggle room for desserts this holiday season. Very well said. Because I didn't plan anything either. So I'm just going to ramble on a little bit until something fun happens. Everything in moderation, but desserts desserts bring people together. It is a very important part of our, our culture. And it's it brings people together for cooking, for enjoying. It's just a great experience. Love desserts. They're so good. Enjoyed responsibly, of course. Well, I guess that's how desserts have affected the weeks of our lives. 
Nom 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 nom. Nom nom nom. If you have any stories like the topics we've covered today, email us at weeksofourlives at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at weeks underscore of our lives. Listen, subscribe, and review. This podcast is produced by Katie and Kyle Weeks and edited by me, Katie Weeks. Thank you to Alicia Rodriguez, my fiance, for our amazing logo. And to Kieran Walsh, my good friend, for our amazing theme music. Thank you for listening and have a good week.